Father, thank you so much for, again, just for allowing us to be here, Lord. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you for your, your constant comfort, Lord. I just pray that as we um, look at this lesson, Lord, that your words flow through me. That everyone will hear, Lord, that they get the message you received. Those who may be listening online, Lord, they also receive the message that you have for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That scripture, again, I just want to read one verse, but I'm going to relate a little bit more to it. But I'm going to tell you a little bit of history behind the passage. Um, in the period of time that we're talking about this morning, this time is known as the divided kingdom. The divided kingdom. The nation was divided into two parts. The kingdom of Israel and the north had Samaria as its capital. And the kingdom of Judah in the south had Jerusalem for its capital. And as the nation was split, it made it pretty weak. A weak condition for both kingdoms, the north and the south, and it left it open for attacks from other countries. From Syria from Ammon, from us here, from Babylon. Just, it made it wide open to, um, to receive attacks. It was in danger. So this morning we're talking about the siege of Samaria. So these, uh, the, the words that are being spoken are actually by four lepers. And the latest siege is being delivered by Syria. And the siege brought a terrible famine upon the city of Samaria. And among those suffering were four lepers. Four lepers. If we go to 2 Kings 7, 3, it says, Now there were four lepers, men outside the city gates, who said to one another, Why should we sit here until we die? They're sitting outside the gates. Things are not good. There's a famine. Samaria's been taken over, and they're just sitting at the gate. No food, waiting to die. So basically, in a nutshell, what they decided was, we might as well go give ourselves up. And you're looking at the lowest people, leverage with the lowest people in society, so we might as well go give ourselves up. At least we get to eat. Basically, is what it's saying. We won't starve to death if we give ourselves up. So they decided in desperation to surrender to Syria. But to their surprise and astonishment, when they got there, when they got there, there was nobody there. Second Kings 7, 5 through 7 said, So they arose at twilight to go to the Aramean camp. But when they came to the edge of the Aramean camp, there was no one there at all. For the Lord had caused the Aramean army to hear the sound of chariots and of horses, the sound of a great army. So that they said to one another, the king of Israel has hired the kings of the, the Hittites and the kings of Egypt to fight against us. So they fled away in twilight and abandoned their tents, their horses and their donkeys, leaving the camp just as it was and fled for their lives. So when these lepers decided to go give themselves up, there was nobody there to give themselves up to. But it, the camp was left just like it was, so there was food there. There were riches there. And at first, they splurged on their newfound riches. 
They celebrated. They ate. They drank. They took gold. They took silver. They thought they were in desperation. All of a sudden, things looked good. Things looked really good. 2 Kings 7 8 says, When these leprous men had come to the edge of the camp, they went into the tent, ate, drank, carried off silver, gold, and clothing, and went and hid them. Then they came back, entered another tent, carried off things from it, and went and hid them. So again, there's nobody's there, nobody there. They're taking anything of value. They're eating, they're drinking, they're having a good time. But then all of a sudden they reflected. They looked at each other. They said, What we're doing is not right. What we're doing is not right. Second Kings nine or seven nine through eleven says, Then they said to one another, What we're doing is wrong. This is the day of good news. If we're silent and wait until the morning light, we will be found guilty. Therefore, let us go and tell all the kings. They had walked into an abundance. An abundance of things that were there not just to help them survive, but things that were really good. And, of course, being human beings, they wanted to keep it to themselves. They wanted to keep it to themselves and celebrate and party and, 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 and do things that weren't right. But then they decided, hey, what we're doing is not right. We need to go tell people to share this abundance with people. You see, this is the day of good news. That's what the scripture said. They thought they were in despair. They thought they were going to starve to death, so it's better to give themselves up to, a, to, to, a, to an enemy army than it is to starve to death. And then all of a sudden they get there, and they, they have an abundance of more things they've been blessed with. And they want to be selfish. But decided that's not right. So they went and told everybody, hey, we went into this camp. We went into this camp to give ourselves up. There's nobody there. The army's gone. God is taking care of the threat. We look at that and we relate that scripture to today. To today. In each case, there's a famine. Samaria was a physical famine. People were starving to death. Again, it was better to give yourself up to an enemy than it was to sit there and starve. There was a famine of food. Today, today we're living in a time of a famine also. But our famine today is spiritual. Our famine today, what we're starving from is lack of feeding ourselves with God's word and doing what he commands us to do. You see, our famine today is related to the problem of sin. Romans 3.23 says, Since all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, that means that everybody has sinned. Everybody. All. I told you before, I've studied that word all. And what I've learned is it means all. All. Everybody. So if you're walking, living, breathing, you have sinned. But you see, God provides for us anyway. He's made a way that we can receive blessings anyway. So that's the spiritual parallel to the scripture. You see, there's a both cases, there's an abundance that's freely available. 
the lepers went in and got had more than they probably had eaten and who knows how long. And spiritually, even though we fail, when we repent, when we ask God to forgive us, and we in a relationship with Jesus Christ, we're blessed with more than we need. We're blessed with more than we can imagine. Just like I asked the kids a little bit ago, when you get good news, what do you want to do? What do you want to do when something great happens? You keep it to yourself. No. You want other people to hear it. You want to celebrate. You want to share that good news with people. When you make the cheerleading squad, you want to share it. But you want to be careful because you don't want to hurt anybody. But you want to, you want to share it. When, when things are going well, when do you share the riches? Because God's blessed us. We don't deserve or haven't earned any of it. Just like the lepers that day, when they walked into that feast, when they walked into that abundance, they hadn't earned any of that. Just provided it for We're the same way spiritually. God gives us way more than we deserve, physically and spiritually. But when we enter that relationship, we have an abundance. But it doesn't mean that sometimes we're not going to struggle. Life can be tough. Again, I saw the two extremes yesterday within a matter of a few hours. I saw one of the greatest celebrations, and then later on, some folks in despair. You see, God loves us. He walks with us during both times. The same Christ that I prayed to at that celebration was the same Christ that I prayed to at the memorial service. He's there. He's with us. We need to tell people. We need to tell people. Again, this is a day of good news. And again, the, the lepers, they decided, hey, we need to share this. We need to tell people. We need to tell people that one thing they were afraid they would get in trouble. But the other thing is they, they, they felt guilty for keeping everything to themselves. If we wait for morning light, some punishment will come upon us. They were afraid of being punished, but they also wanted to share you see, there's consequences to keeping silent. There's consequences to being silent. You see, when we're silent, we're not carrying out the Great Commission. We all are called to spread the good news. Again, all, I've, I've defined that word for you. It's everybody. Now, everybody's not called to be a pastor. Everybody's not called to be an evangelist. But everybody is called to tell the good news of Jesus Christ to everybody we see. Whether that be at school, whether it be at a grocery store, or whether it be wherever you are. Don't care where you are. You're going to see people in need of the love and grace of Jesus Christ. We have a hurting people. We're in the middle of a spiritual famine right now. And we have the answer we need to tell everybody. We need to share in the abundance that we have. Again, in Matthew 28, 18 through 20, Jesus gives us the Great Commission. He says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded And remember, I am with you always to the end of age. 
what Jesus is telling us to do. Go share the good news. Go share the good news. Go tell people about your relationship with me. Go and make disciples. That's our calling. And when we don't do this, we're failing to carry out what God's called us to do. See, God called us out of darkness and into His marvelous light. He called us out of despair and into an abundance. He, he's given us mercy. He's given us grace. Again, even though we've just walked into this camp, we don't deserve any of it. You see, we're His own special people. We're His family. If we're not telling the whole world about it, we're doing something wrong. We need to repent. You see, today the church is God's vessel to carry out that message. And more specific, it's us. The church is us. We are who God is sending out for that message now. To deliver the message to a hurting people. But, you know, there's some reasons why people stay silent. It could be that they're starving themselves. Maybe they haven't experienced that abundance that's available through Jesus Christ. You see, the ones who are experiencing the blessings of salvation, the abundance of salvation, want to go and tell people. Others, it may be out of fear or discouragement. You see, if, fear, if, if it's fear that's keeping us from telling people, we need to pray more. We need to read more scripture. Because I'm telling you, when we rely on the Holy Spirit, if we try to do it on our own, we should be fearful because we can't. But when we rely on the Holy Spirit that's dwelling inside of us, we're more powerful than we can imagine. We can deliver this message that we're called to deliver to more people than we can even think of. And sometimes I think people don't deliver because they're discouraged. Some bad things may be going on in their lives. We all experience hard times. Again, being a Christian does not exempt us from going through some tough times. But Paul reminds us that we're called in season and out of season. So we're called to tell people about Jesus when we feel like it, when we don't feel like it. Always. We're spreading that good news always. Sometimes we even use words. Sometimes we just show love. And let people know that love is coming from Jesus Christ. That's the most effective form of evangelism. I can tell you many, many, many things, but you believe more in my actions than you do my words. Ian Blakely tricked me just a little bit ago with words. Still mad about it. <laughs> Kidding, I thought it was funny. Well, <laughs> But again, people remember our actions. People remember what we do when we love. Not that we just tell them we love them. Not that we just tell them we love them and God loves them more than we can even imagine. It's when we show them that love. We can tell about the love of 
and grace of Jesus Christ all we want to, but if we don't show it, those are just words. We have walked into an abundance of things we don't deserve. Some people think the message that we're supposed to deliver is too complicated, but I'll tell you, it's simple. Love God, love people. It's what Jesus told us to do. Love God, love people. And I'll add, and show them the love and grace that he shows us. That's the way you spread the word. It doesn't have to be fancy words. A long, complicated prayer. No, it's through showing people that love and grace. Sharing the gospel is easy. If we follow his will, we rely on his Holy Spirit. And we just love people. See, we need to be praying for the opportunity to show God's love and grace. We need to be praying for wisdom. We need to be praying for boldness. Because those are the things that slow us down. We need to be bold in our faith. We've got to have the courage to speak up. When people may even disagree with us. We've got to love them anyway. Again, we're called to love people. You see, if we're silent in regards to good news, then we can reflect on those words of those lepers and say, we're not doing right. If we're remaining silent, we're not doing right. You see, this is the day of good news. It doesn't say the good news is coming when Jesus comes. No, today is the day of good news. Do you understand? Today is the day of good news and we remain silent. We can't remain silent. You see, let us go and tell. Let's go and tell the world. Again, a world that's spiritually in the middle of a spiritual famine. Let us go tell them that there's an abundance available just on the other side of the gate. And that gate is Jesus Christ. When we come into relationship with him, there's abundance of goodness. You see, this is the day of good news. This is the day of salvation. You see, we have been so richly blessed when we accept the responsibility Christ placed on us. We should be so excited to tell people what God's doing in our life, what God's doing in the life of us, what God's doing in the life of our church, our community. That's the way we fight a spiritual family, is with good news. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, Thank you so much for this good news, Lord. Thank you for sending uh, Jesus to a, to a world that's starving, to a world that's experiencing spiritual famine. Lord, thank you for sending him to do the things that we can't do on our own, Lord. And then thank you for blessing us with an abundance. Thank you so much for blessing us with more than we deserve. Lord, I just pray that... Uh, you're Christians, Lord. Your, your, your children are bold. They're, they're willing to go out and tell the hurting world about your saving grace. In Jesus' name, amen.